Welcome to Raving Reviews. This is our Quiet Place 2 review. I'm Eli Buse. And I'm Ben Cook. Today we're doing something a little different. We're going to be looking at this movie from two different perspectives. Eli's going to be looking at it from the average consumer or entertainment standpoint. And I'm going to be looking at it from the critic standpoint. Uh, Eli, what do you think about this movie going into it with the mindset of an average consumer or just person looking for entertainment from this movie? So when I went to watch this movie, I had pretty high standards because the first movie I thought was really good. And so my review for this movie would be an 18 out of 20 because it was still a really good movie and it was a great sequel to the first. First of all, like, it was a good movie, like, for, to be scary because I hate scary movies with a passion. But it was, like, the perfect mix. It wasn't creepy like those horror movies. Like, yeah, I feel like nowadays they have a lot of too much creepiness in horror movies. Like, I hate the creepy. I can't handle it. Yeah, like, they have a lot of gore in them. That's like, this felt more like a vintage horror movie. Yeah, I it was very suspenseful, which I really enjoyed. I was on the edge of the seat, the entire, my the edge of my seat, the entire movie. A lot of jump scares in this movie. Yeah, I there really was a lot. That. I liked how they added more characters into it, too. Like, uh, with Emmett. That's his name, right? Mm-hmm. And, yeah, Killian Murphy did a good job with that role. I thought, I mean, he did seem like he might have been a bad guy at the beginning, but he turned out to be a, a good father figure. And another good thing about this movie was that it gave us background info on kind of how the aliens came to the planet and, like, what happened the first day, so how they came out. What I believe was meteors. Were they, did it look like meteors to you? It looked like meteors, but it could have been a crashing spaceship. I don't know why they would beyond a meteor exactly that's that's also one of the things i wanted to go into is the whole origin of the aliens you know mm -hmm. i thought like the backstories they gave were pretty good and all but it was more or less of how the family survived and mm -hmm. i thought um they played really well into how like everyone seemed really distressed but um the main characters seemed like they knew what they were doing like mm -hmm. he was on top of it he knew to be quiet and stuff like which I, that one part in the beginning scared me when that girl's phone went off like we were all like super quiet in the movie theater and all of a sudden ding 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 ding, ding and then the thing bursts into the room that was that was a little scary but relatable like, too though mm -hmm. that totally would have happened to me but also like how i was saying earlier how it's a good uh sequel like it transitioned like when the first movie ended maybe like five ten minutes later i feel like the second movie picked up right after okay and from a consumer standpoint when i was in the theater the one knack i have about this movie is so what was that guy's name at the end that was helping him the guy yeah. uh the black guy uh but what like he seemed really did he have a name i i, I don't know. think they ever mentioned his name they might not have mentioned his name but just, like, how when, like, after uh, Emmett realized that the that one of the creatures was on the boat, how he was warming, warning everybody, he seemed really calm and collected. But as soon as they got to the radio station, he just had a mental breakdown and instantly <laughs> dead. I thought that was kind of weird, too. It was more of, like, a jump scare, it, it but was, it was just him being stupid. I like, feel like it, that was just, like, a really abrupt thing to do, like... From first, like, he's super calm, like, he's ready to do all this stuff, and then as soon as they, they get could there... They could have found a smarter way to do that. They just needed to kill him off for the radio station scene. I, I've, I, yeah, they could have done it where they're trying to hide, and he accidentally messed up and pff, dead, but instead he just literally had a mental breakdown. He might have... 
they might have thought that it would make sense because he's been living on that island for who knows how long. What was it like day four hundred? They said it at the beginning day like four hundred fifty-four. Was it? I thought it was in the seventies, but I don't. I'm not sure. It was four hundred something, but like, so they were just chilling on the island. He forgot that he needed to be quiet and stuff, which I mean, pretty stupid thing to do, but it makes sense, you know. Mm -hmm. He hadn't had to live for that for years. I mean, month, year and a half. That they had to, right? Roughly yeah, year and a half. Pro, right? Yeah, it's year and a half. But, um, so it kind of makes sense. I thought it was, about the whole island thing, I thought it was kind of funny how they just kind of walked up and everyone was just there having a good time and stuff. Oh, and yeah. they just had evaded death from, like, a gang of people with creepy faces. Just, like, hermits. Like, I thought, for a second, I thought they were zombies because of how they had, like, weird face deformities. What is up? Like, I bet there's some theory video out there somewhere, but... What is up with the people's faces? Like, I get that the people had, surviving had to be pretty like, weird and, and messed up. They were not really human anymore. Like, they just were like freaking animals in that their was the, well-being. Okay, that was but, the scariest thing oh in my the gosh, entire movie. I was freaked out at that. I think that scared me the most. And the people I was with, they it freaked them out too. Mm -hmm. Just because it wasn't monsters. It, it was, was actual people. It was people. And you could totally see that happening. Like, the world is in a state of chaos. People tend to be mm -hmm. selfish and just, like, they turn savage at the first sign of danger, right? And, and I mean, like... While just... that scene was happening, they kept switching back to... from different scenes. Wasn't that where, like, the kid, like, locked himself in the little chamber? That was so I, scary. I, I was thought like... that kid was gonna die the entire time. I thought he condemned the baby and himself to death. <laughs> a Quiet Place is just a series of really stupid mistakes in a movie. Yeah. But... It's they not like it it's really like well. a normal horror movie. Like I think, yeah, like you said, they did it really well. Like in nor normal horror movie, you're just like, no, don't run down that. Oh, they ran down that hallway. Dang it, they're gonna die now. <laughs> but like in this movie, like they're all relatable mistakes. Like the lady yeah. with their phone going off in the coffee shop. The kid accidentally forgetting to put the rag thing on the f before he closed mm -hmm. the door. Um, somebody bumping into a desk and knocking over or something. Like those are all super relatable mistakes. They're not like, oh, I'm. I hear creepy noises in the woods. Let's walk towards them. Yeah. Like, no. Those movies never make sense to me. The characters in this movie are actually smart, and that's they're, why they're smart. They're smart, which sense. and when they make mistakes, they still have... They come up with ways that are clever to get out of them, mm -hmm. which I feel like people could figure out with. Maybe, I'm, maybe I feel like I'm smart, but... Mm -hmm. I, I mean, know. that's the whole reason they survived, is because they're yeah, they were They're the smarter out of most people. And because they had the advantage, because they already knew sign language. That too. Yeah, but honestly, like, like, that is the perfect advantage, because they had to learn sign language, because... Oh, what was her name in the movie? I don't remember her name. Uh, Reagan? Reagan? Well, yeah, they were really lucky that she was deaf, so they all knew how to communicate like that, mm -hmm. or they would have probably died too. Speaking of the death thing... The train scene where she knocks over the... Oh, what does she do? She, like, um... She made a noise, and then she was, like, on the floor, like, just, oh, I'm glad that didn't make a noise, because mm -hmm. she's deaf. And then you just see in the background, like, it's blurry, and you see oh, something yeah. moving and then around. Her, her head moves out of, like... Because her head was, like, in the center of the shot, mm -hmm. then it moves out, then you see it crawling. Dude, and the fact that she didn't scream or anything, mm -hmm. like, that was just... That was a pretty cool scene. Especially, like, when you see that she missed, and you're like, oh, crap. She's right. gonna die. And that thing, like, moving towards her. Like, it, I think that scene really showed that while they have the weakness, it's not the weakness yet. Like, the mm -hmm. monsters can still combat it. It just kind of blinds them, like, temporarily. Like, it's not, like, oh, if you walk around with that speaker thing all day, 
like no monster's gonna come near you right mm-hmm. like they can still come near you they can still find you it just it's a temporary solution in order to get a shot off on them right mm-hmm. so I, I thought that was really interesting so i've pretty much done my spiel on why it's good as an entertainment perspective now we're gonna flip over to ben mostly explaining uh scene by scene breakdown of the movie and like speaking it from a critic standpoint i in the beginning of the movie i love the symbolism this is a really like um little thing maybe not everyone picked up on this but when they walked off the sand trail that was a really big scene of like they're leaving where they thought they were safe they're where mm-hmm. they thought they were home where they had built a life for themselves they're leaving that part in order to venture off because they thought they were safe because of the speaker thing and it turns out later in the movie you know that's not everything they have to still find a way to fight off the monsters that's just a temporary solution in order to protect themselves in the most dire circumstances and the whole fire thing i thought that was really interesting and like how that scene where um uh, they're talking to what was his face emmett yeah. and um there's like so every night when you saw that fire you didn't come down to save us like I feel like a lot of people would be like Emmett in the movie. Like, he was such mm-hmm. a relatable character. Yeah, like, like I, I, I want to save you, but, like, I don't have enough food for myself. I'm, mm-hmm. like, I'm not like you. Like, like, he said in the beginning, like, I mean, at the end of the movie, he said, like, I'm not like you. I'm not a person worth saving. And then she was like, no, you are a person worth saving. Like, yeah, he did like, the right thing in the like, end. Like, at the beginning, you saw that he was like, oh, yeah, we don't really like this guy that much. And then... Like, as it progressed through the movie, he became a, like, father figure type in the movie. The character arc he kind was, of, like, redeemed himself. Yeah, the character arc was great. Like, in the very last scene in the movie, where he put himself in between the monster mm-hmm. and her because he knew that she was saving him. Yeah, at the expense of his own leg, was it? Was it got ripped? and then? Like, oh, yeah, it was, like, right in the middle of his thigh. Uh, that, that part, like, made me, like, it, that made my leg hurt. <laughs> yeah, and the, yeah, the gore... <laughs> Near the end of the movie, got pretty intense. I mean, I mean it, it wasn't that. It wasn't bad. Like for a horror movie, I thought like they did a really good job, especially mm-hmm. like with the doc scene when he tied that guy up to the post and just stabbed him in the leg. Like oh, that, that was, was pretty intense. Yeah. Like I think that was one of the best scenes in the movie, just because it was action packed. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, not a lot of horror I mean, movies it can was say a really good scene. But it was, like, this, like, the most intense, like, you're on the edge of your seat. Like, like oh, messed crap, up. crap, 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 what's gonna happen? And I love the callback, like, when the thing was on the boat, mm-hmm. and then, like, you see the boat, like, he turns the corner, like, he he-, he hears the boat for a second, and he just turns the corner, and you see the boat. Like, everybody in the audience, like, knew what was about to happen. Mm-hmm. Like, they're just like, oh, shoot, <laughs> that's the boat. Like, and you saw the claw marks on the side. Again, with the symbolism, just, like, the like claw marks. Like, how you saw the first alien that you thought died that made the scratch marks, like, you thought it sunk and died. But then you come to find out, oh, nope, it just stowed away. Right. <laughs> like, I thought that was really interesting, how mm-hmm. they, like, the people on the island thought, oh, we're invincible. Mm-hmm. And then just, like, the boat pulls up, and they're, and then the guy's just like, run, run. Everyone's just like, what is this guy talking about? And then the alien comes out, and they're just like, oh, what, what, hey, wait. <laughs> like, I thought that mm-hmm. was really interesting. Which back on the on Emmett's character, he was a great father figure. I feel like just like with what they did with John Krasinski's character in the first movie, I think if they do a third movie, they're gonna kill him. Oh yeah, which it's gonna make me sad. But I think they're just gonna leave the family alone. But there's gonna be continually. I was surprised that they character. didn't kill. Like they introduced all these new characters, and the only person they killed was the guy that, I mean, yeah, didn't play too much of a role anyway like they didn't yeah. kill any of the fa- 
I feel like that's going to be a recurring theme if they come out with a third movie. I feel be... like they will because they left with like, oh, they figured out that they have that frequency on the radio so more people can stand up and kill these things. Mm-hmm. So I feel like they could do a third movie and it's going to be about like the family having to travel to get to that island too. Or it might be like them traveling around to different radio stations and doing Maybe. the same thing. That would... And they'd have to find more hearing aids. That would be like, I feel like that would be a bit too much. But we'll talk about uh, whether or not there will be a third quiet place in the second half. Now a word from our sponsors. back to raving reviews we left off talking about whether or not they will do a quiet place part three and whether or not they should um so from my standpoint i think the first and second movies ended pretty similarly you know they won and they had a victory and they figured something out and they did they accomplished a goal in the second movie they won they accomplished a goal they um had a victory okay mm-hmm. in the first movie they had a major defeat the dad died something bad happened in the second movie they had not a major defeat but a small defeat you know that some entire of the characters... village practically dying <laughs> yeah the entire village dying um they uh the family had to like leave their little safe spot like they had finally mm-hmm. found somewhere space safe where they could talk and not worry about being killed yet that got destroyed and they had to leave to go find something but they turned on the radio tower so like something everything's fine right in second in the first movie they ended like everything's kind of fine now because we have this weapon to use against them but we still have a hard journey ahead of us we can't stay here because the other monsters are coming right um but uh i think they shouldn't do a third movie. I think they should leave it off right here where they have a weapon. The people are going to rise up against it. You know, it's kind of obvious what happens next. They go around to other radio stations. They turn on the same frequency and they win, right? I mean, people are going to fight back. I don't think we really need to see a movie like that because I don't think that'll be a horror movie. That'll be more be like an action movie. Right? I, I disagree. I feel like they can still have a good amount of storytelling left. Like, we have story storytelling, but I mean, you don't want to change the whole premise of the trilogy, right? You don't want to be like, well, like horror movie, horror movie, then action movie, alien well, horror movie. I don't think it's gonna be an action movie because, like, the family they're still separated. Like the family, like they still want to get to the safe haven, and that there's still a lot of monsters out there. It could. It's basically like the little girl, but not. She's not really little. She's a teenager. Right. Her journey there was horrifying, especially when they ran into the river people. Yeah, but, I mean, the first movie was, I think, it was two hours and something minutes, right? Probably. The second movie was only an hour and 37 minutes. Like, and that was... I feel like they could journey. make it that length or longer. Yeah, but I, I just don't think that's a good trend for a trilogy to follow. Like, the first movie be long, and then the next movie short, and the next movie shorter. Like, I just feel like... They should just well, leave it as it is. And... I am the consumer here. Nobody cares about critics. Okay. Consumers want more. 
Like that John Krasinski said like he was originally not going to make the second movie, but he said but he thought about it and was like I am a consumer. I was a consumer before I was an actor, director or anything like that, and he would know that he would want a second movie. Hey, so people he people to. said they wanted more for the Star Wars sequels. Okay, and look we where that talk look where about that the Star Wars sequels, okay. okay. We don't bring those up here. All right. But I mean, I feel like they could do a good story, and I feel like, I just feel like it would go too much into the territory of humans versus aliens, alien war, we have a weakness, and I mean, how cliche is that? I mean, just, humans have weakness against aliens, humans fight back against aliens, aliens leave planet. Well, that's basically what these movies are. Yeah, but I that's, d- that's I the whole point. Gonna, there's... I doubt it's going to end with them leaving the planet because if they right. came through on meteors, there's not really a way for them to leave. It's either they're eradicated or they have to live in uh, Zeus. harmoniously. In Zeus? In Zeus. In Zeus? Like Zeus. Like, <laughs> like, next to the polar bear cage and the monkeys and oh. you got aliens. Oh, Zeus. Yeah, like, like people come and they, like, pay money to look at animals. You want to look at Alien? Yes. Alien that will rip you to shreds? Yes, this is Alien. Alien do not like sound. I doubt that's where they're going to take it, but let's move on. <laughs> okay. But I feel like that's just a really big... I mean, it's not so big now. I mean, when was the last time we saw, like, an Alien War movie? Like, Independence Day? How long ago was that? Uh, I don't remember. But, well, I haven't watched a lot of new Alien movies. So. Yeah, I haven't really either, but, like, I just feel like we have too many of those movies, and I really like this movie because you knew there were aliens in the first movie, or monsters or some, somewhat like that, Yeah, but it wasn't pushed too hard, mm-hmm. right? The whole monster-alien thing wasn't, I mean, even in this it, movie. It like was you, just that they were a danger. It wasn't like, oh, they're a monster, yeah, they're an alien. they're a threat. They're not, like, I mean, until you got the flashback scene at the beginning, it wasn't even confirmed they were aliens. Which, like, more on that, what the heck are they doing here? Like, if they're going to do a third movie, I think they should definitely do an Origins thing, where people, like, find out, like... I think I watched, like, a YouTube video where somebody was explaining... It might have been John Krasinski, how he explained, like, their planet blew up, and they're just meteorites coming towards Earth, and they were on them, and they just hopped off. I don't know if that's true. It probably was a theory. Don't you think they would have burned up in the atmosphere, though? I don't know. They have, like impenetrable armor or something yeah but movie physics just hurt me okay like that anyway um but like why can't they just chill out i mean all of the people that they kill like animals kill people because they see food mm-hmm. aliens kill people kind of just because they're there like what is like do they just have anger issues or something is that what this is like they don't like, like hearing noise <laughs> yeah but i mean they're on earth they gotta i mean even if they killed all the aliens the birds would just be like haha we fly you can't get us right i mean then they land on ground then they die i guess so eventually like... they will die but there's bugs and stuff that That'd be pretty let's, hard let's to eradicate continues. everything that makes sense. Let's talk about the movie and not aliens. <laughs> well, I mean, and another thing is the people with the scars on their faces. Where did they get the... I remember in the first movie, that scene with the lady, when they were walking on the trail. Oh, yeah. And there was those people, like, they have the same scars on their face. I feel like if they do a third movie, they're going to do an interesting callback to why those people have scars on their faces and why they're messed up and why they hate other people, you know? Honestly, I thought they were zombies. 
Like when they looked they and might... they were like all disfigured, I was like, is this that a zombie would... movie now? <laughs> that would be an interesting like thing. Like if they were to do an origins movie, like zombies and aliens. I don't think have we ever seen one of those? A zombies that and seems aliens. like a really cheesy movie. <laughs> it does. Like kids in their college dorm just like Yo, imagine a movie, zombies and aliens. <laughs> Well, that seems like that run really uh, cringy movie Cowboys vs. Aliens a oh, while yeah. back. That everyone thought was going to be good. About. Oh, man. That was, that was bad. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, third movie. I mean, they could definitely do it good. Mm-hmm. But I just don't think the direction the movie's going currently that they will do it good. So that's just my well, standpoint. I feel like a lot of people Didn't they confirm that they're doing a new movie? They did. Yeah, see? I get my way. I, yeah, the consumer always gets their way. I mean, I guess if uh, something's successful, they're going to milk it for as much as they can get out of just it. Just hopefully John Krasinski decides to stop at a third movie and just make it a good trilogy. Mm-hmm. Or they do it really well and they find a way to do a fourth movie. Who knows? They could just, like... Maybe. If, if I mean, it we was never know that good and they can continue the story, but like you were saying earlier, the, constor- the story could possibly not continue as well after the second movie yeah i feel like it they could still continue it but after a third movie then it would become excessive unless they're just like let's take the fight to the aliens no but i feel like that'd be a bit much yeah that that, we don't really know how to navigate space and their world is like completely destroyed so they could get an (laughs) elon musk cameo they always could (laughs) you know you never know right (laughs) He probably has, like, build a soundproof mansion. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just living it up. You know, he <laughs> always does. But, I mean, the whole thing with the first and second movies, I think they did really well about not repeating too many of the themes, right? Mm-hmm. The first one was all about survival. The second one was all about, we have this goal. Oh. We want to defeat the aliens. We don't want to... Like, figuring out how to and, like, finding that radio station. Mm-hmm. We don't want to survive anymore. We want to We want to be on the offensive now. We have this weapon. We're going to use it. I mean, what happens when the hearing aid runs out of batteries? Well, that, that would be its own problem. It but never runs out, okay? I don't know how far in the future this movie is, but I guess they have unlimited battery. Well, um... I mean, third movie. They could definitely do it good. Uh, I just don't think they will, but that's just me because I'm a critic. The consumers have spoken. If they make a lot of money on a second movie, they're always going to do a third one, you know, because they're fueled off of profits, not creativity, right? So, one thing I want to talk about is, so, the kid, what was his name? Marcus. Mm-hmm. At least he grew some balls at the end. <laughs> That was a pretty blunt statement. Uh, <laughs> because he was a freaking wimp the entire movie. You're and right. And then finally at the end, he gathered the courage to grab the radio because he heard the frequency and decided to finally shoot that thing in the face. Which I feel like was... I, I felt that was really good because I would definitely be the wimp. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people kind of vibe with that character. People could definitely relate to the character. Mm -hmm. I definitely thought he was going to die the entire movie, especially when his mom left and he was, like, going around he saw the Emmett's wife, Emmett's dead wife. The entire, this entire movie, I think, was just about character arcs. Yeah. Like, um, Emmett, his character arc. 
Oh yeah, the Don't baby. I mean, <laughs> best best one-liners in the entire movie was mm-hmm. the baby, right? Um, but no, the mom not being too defensive and wanting to go out and being able to leave her kids alone for mm-hmm. a day or two. I mean, Emmett finally becoming the good guy. Yeah. You know, wanting to actually save people and putting himself in danger for the greater good. Mm-hmm. I mean, like you said, Marcus, quote unquote, growing some balls. <laughs> I mean. It was just really well written. I mean, props to the directors and the writers. Yeah. Really good job. Like, who would think that John Krasinski, comedy man, would direct something like this? That that was something I found really hard about the first movie was, like, Jim. Just, like... <laughs> you think... You see him and you're like, Jim. <laughs> yeah, just put the monster's face in jello, Jim. Like, why don't you do that? But I thought this was really interesting. And I really liked... I was a bit on the fritz about using the same actor they used for Scarecrow to play Emmett. That's true, like... He usually plays the bad guys in movies. But he played a good good guy. Oh, yeah. They, all the actors in this movie just did a phenomenal yeah, job. They, they did a great job. Like, the kid actors, they were great at conveying mo- emotion. Mm-hmm. I think the kid actors were, I'd argue, the best actors in the movie. I mean, they, you didn't see a lot could, of the you adults. Could easily say that. I mean, I think 70% of the movie was... The kids. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think the adults were featured much, except for Emmett. And, I mean, Emmett didn't really say much either, did he? I think it was more about the kids, and the adults were just helping them. They were, mm-hmm. they were more the side characters just assisting them to their goal. Like, how uh, her, what's her name? Regan went off on her own, and uh, Emmett was willing to go after her and help her. Yeah, but then he stepped on a bear trap. No, that, that was Marcus. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, relatable, right? You're just kind of walking along and you step on a bear trap. Awesome. I mean, everybody's done that, right? <laughs> but I just think it's so interesting how, I mean, what other person would pitch this idea to a movie, like, company or movie producer, and think it's a good idea, let alone follow through on it and have it be a great movie? I mean, I'm not sure how much money they made on this movie, but... A lot of people... I imagine this is a big box office hit. Oh, yeah. I mean, for a movie where they probably have less dialogue than, like, any other movie on the than planet... Like, than, like, an episode of a TV show, but... Or, like, a 10-minute <laughs> YouTube video, even. Like, and just barely any sound. I mean... Except, like, the super intense scenes, the music got really loud. Yeah, I really liked how they added music. Like, especially on that scene when they're walking through the tunnel to mm-hmm. go to the... Like a shipping yard or whatever that place I was. I think so. Um, like I really like because in the first movie you didn't hear a lot of music, did you? No, you didn't. I mean, I really like how they added music this time. They added a lot more sound, and they had the people talk. <laughs> they actually talked. They actually talked. Like they had probably like three lines in the first movie. <laughs> yeah, if even that. I mean, honestly. But I mean, this is just a phenomenal movie for the actors that they had. They did all a great job. The symbolism. The fact that they were able to convey all of the points yeah. without, like, need of dialogue was impressive. Like, the writers really had to go deep and really think about how they are going to convey each scene. Yeah. To... Overall, the movie was super well done. That's yeah. why I gave it my rating. Yeah, I really liked it too. I mean, and I'm the critic, so... <laughs> yeah. Uh, definitely suggest going and watching it. And uh, until next time, this is Raving Reviews. Thanks for watching. See ya.